and on the show today is uh, you know someone I respect so much, um, whom I believe is going to help us do justice to um, this conversation. And uh, please welcome to the show with me, um, Abraham. Uh, he goes by Abraham C, uh, but he's Abraham Abubakar. So welcome to the show, Abraham. All right. Good evening. Good evening. Is it okay? It's good evening. Now. It's good morning. Yeah, it's okay. evening. Yeah, yeah, in Nigeria, yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever they are watching, maybe it's on Google, maybe it's on Google, so good at morning, afternoon, and evening. Yeah, in case anytime you're watching it, <laughs> you will see the video. Yeah. Okay, the Bible was in John 1, 7, it says, God and law. He said, but um, God brought um, grace and truth. I mean, Jesus brought grace and truth. Do you know one thing yeah. that people don't really understand is that under the grace, the standard was even increased. Now watch. Yeah. The Bible was speaking that under the law that adultery it, it is until you sleep with a woman that makes it an adultery. But when Jesus was teaching, he said when you lost, becomes yeah. an adultery. Now the difference is that under grace the standard of it was increased, but the enablement was given. Mm. You know, the standard was actually increased, but the enablement was the enablement actually was Yes, so that you have the power to say these things, you have the power to to want to to say the okay, this thing I will not do. This one I will do it. Yeah. So grace and truth is is the is the balance of what Christ brought. You know, there has been a lot of estimates to what grace is. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, every time people talk about grace, people think grace is just that. Oh, and um, God has done everything. Do you know? As as simple as this thing is, so many times I see it is when we say. You don't have to do anything. Christ has done. You don't have to do. Anything. That's not actually thing. In short, there's no condition of scripture that you don't have to do your part. As simple as salvation is, you have to do your part by believing. Yeah, you don't have believe the death yeah. will not profit you. So that believing becomes your own part to do. So That's grace true. and truth can be defined as um, God's part and your own part, having to do your. Own. So there's no time that you have to do. They needed a wife. Even though water was all they had, they asked them to put water in the pot. Their part was putting the water. That's true. His own is what? Making the water wine. So, yeah. grace and truth is, is that, okay, there is grace, but they, they, are, they, are, they are still um, part of your own that you must do. So, yeah. every time people talk about this grace and truth, um, um, there has been a lot of estimate to what Apostle Paul even gave this was this was the apex of when grace was explained for me in scripture. When Apostle Paul said, The grace of God was upon me. He said, But I labor abundantly than they all. So there's a dimension of labor. So even though the grace of God was upon me, but he said he labor than they So even though the grace of God was there, there was a there was a path for him to actually do, which was that labor. The, wow. Most of the times, what we do is just that we just teach people about oh, God, God loves you. And if you can't around that God loves you and salvation, see the gospel of salvation is just is the most important message. Fine, but it's just the yeah. foundation of of the of the of the actually gospel. The gospel of salvation is just the foundation, as much as it's the most important. Because you cannot come around oh, God has saved me, He loved me, this or that. There is a step further that you have to take that gospel to other people. That's true. If you're not, there's a level of spirituality that if you don't, there's a level of how like a good as a believer that if you don't get to, you cannot be a blessing to people. You get. 
somebody yeah. is sick, somebody has so those things must be actually be balanced, the grace and fruit. God has the do you know how this thing works? I think it was Apostle that gave an illustration one time, and this is one of my favorite illustrations on this. Do you know how grace works? Grace is like the microphone. Even though the microphone is what will amplify your voice, but you still need to speak to be amplified. You get so even though you yeah. are doing it, but the energy that is that is transmitting it to other people is not of you, but you still have to exert your own energy by speaking. In 10 um at 10 33, the Bible says, Our Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with Holy and with power. That was the grace of God upon his life. Now he now began to do his own, but he went about that went about as his own path. He didn't do yeah. it. Oh, God will orchestrate a, a position where you think you rely at, but it's not going to throw the stuff for you. you get so the grace and truth must actually be something you can just we there's a way. Okay, this this you know when you're training your child from beginning, you have to train them with laws. Then when they grow with a point, you now begin to do it with grace. What do I mean? When a child is growing, I want them to begin with devotion. Every morning you have to wake them up by yourself. Wake them, but there's a point where that is them. You are, you, are, you are governing them by laws because you have, but they will grow to a point. How do you know they have grown? You know, you don't have to do it with law anymore. Now they come and be based on what you have made. That is what the Bible said. Change up the child, the way, and then you will not depart from it. Okay. So this grace and truth has to do it. Um, I love the other um David really talked about the other time that will just amplify. There are two kinds of gospel in the body of Christ. There are people who are very judgmental. They are too judgmental. Everything is condemnation to them. I mean, those kind of people, they will be the first victim of their own message. <laughs> because any day they have any mistake, it is their member that first fight them. You thought of this way, people like this. You get now the there's a way you can now do an extremist to the grace message. You know, I've heard a lot of messages that are very you like. Ah, ah. Oh. Even see, okay. Do you know that the, the reason why Christ came was the correction of what we have, what we know as in under the in order the Old Testament, there were things that happened that they ascribed to God, even though it's not God. But Christ came to correct that notion of who they are. Check the life of Jesus Christ and check the grace that will preach to you. Some of the people that will preach to you. And check if it even tally with what Christ is example. It was not, it was somebody who was, was gracious to people, yet it was a man who was guided with truth and principles. The prostitute was gracious to him, to, to what I mean. He said, you have not seen before. Let him cast the stone. Because definitely the prostitute did not sleep in, with herself. He slept with somebody, but he brought only the woman. So he said, anybody who have not done anything should cast the first stone. That was where God was showing the grace path to people. Secondly, when Christ went in the temple, that was where he was showing another level of that. He flogged them, he, he chased them out. Now, take that scenario to this, our current world. If it was in this world and Christ came and went to that temple and flogged people out, it is believer that we will see that woman in flogged out. He's selling that thing he's selling is what he used to train our children in school. He's a wicked person. Is it? So just because he, he, the, the, there's a time to express grace and there's a time to actually bring the truth and say this thing you do is wrong. So you must know, you must be able to balance it, not to not be, not to not to too judgmental and not to yeah. Allow what you call grace to be lasciviousness, where you allow so many things coming to you. So grace and truth is actually the balanced gospel 
the balanced gospel of what God brought. So it's not just one thing of, oh, Christ has done everything there, you go and sleep. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks, 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 thanks for sort of bringing this uh, you know, to the four of you. Uh, and, and I think, um, you know, just for the benefits of those who, uh, who, are, who are new babes, I mean, new babes in Christ, so people who have just given their lives to the Lord, and, you know, they, they just sort of want a, 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 maybe a definition or an understanding of, okay, what do we really mean by grace? I know what, most of what you said, a lot of people can resonate, a lot of people have been, you know, believers for a couple of years, for a period of time, who have devoted themselves to the scripture and all of that, but, what do we mean when we say grace and what exactly do we mean when we also say um truth yeah okay um to give it to to give an accurate definition to it i'll define it as um grace and truth has to do with what christ has done for us and what he also had to do Hmm. the definition of what christ has done for us and our own quarter that we also have to play like i said christ has died you will not profit you until you play your part by believing it so, grace and truth is what Christ has done and the quarter that we also have to play. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. And for those who might be wondering why we're having this conversation, we're having this conversation because there's been a lot of misconceptions and um, Abraham has sort of, uh, you know, giving us some of the examples. And a lot of people sort of, uh, you know, they are extremists, you know, on the concept of grace and they've neglected truth. I mean, that is actually um, heresy. There has to be a balance. There's, you know, it has to be a, a, a combi- has to be your Christian life is a combination of uh, you know a life of grace and a life of um, of truth. So that is why we're actually having this um, conversation. Uh, all right. So um, just to ask you, um, you know, Abraham, uh, what are some of the things you would love people to know about this, um, you know, about this subject of grace and truth? Could you just list like a few things that you want people to sort of like take home? You've sort of given us a balance. Fair enough, but. What are other things you would love people to take note of, you know, so that, um, you know, as they carry on that Christian journey, they're not being, you know, swayed, you know, left and right and, you know, given to false doctrine? Okay. Um, um, first of all, um, you know, let me come from the people who are too, who are too judgmental to know that when you give your life to Christ, you are not coming to a bondage, but into freedom. Yeah. Even if I, the freedom has um setting rules and guidelines but when you come to you you've not come into bondage you have come into what freedom you get yeah. and and also to also make it known that um when i think it was somebody that said something one time that christianity is not a free thinking club oh. there are rules and regulations that guide you that's the truth there's a proverb that the bible used to say they said uh, in a kingdom where there's no law then there's no offense. Yeah, when you don't have rules and regulations. So yeah. just because we are not under the dispensation of law and all of, does not mean we are not, we do not have a guideline as to being a believer. See, let me just bring you like any gospel that, that makes you feel like you're free to do anything you want to do. Not the gospel that Jesus Christ brought. Absolutely. And any gospel that also makes you feel condemned, afraid, is not also what Christ brought. Grace and truth is a balanced message. That is, um, um, God shows you grace, and yet He cautions you when you want to go to the wrong, to the wrong path. So, uh-huh. being too, a, a, a too extreme, you know, 
Error does not come from error. Error comes from truths that are not sequentially arranged. One. And error comes from truth that, um, that is not properly communicated. What do I mean? If you want to build your house, and at the foundation level, you go to buy a zip, even though you need a zip, but not at that point. Yeah. Truth is like a knife. It can help you, but if you don't hold it well, it can also cut you. So the Bible says that you shall be guided into all truth. So even in truth, you still have to be guided. Yeah. You get so um, um so, you, so it's just too extreme. Any message that, that makes you feel like, oh, you can do anything, and any message that begins to make you say, after all, if I sin, God will forgive me. When you are getting to that point, after all, if I sin, God will, you know, that particular point. The only message you get that yeah. makes you feel like when you back, when you when you do something wrong, you backslide. That makes you feel like God has condemned you. You are not, it's also not what Christ brought. There must be a balance to it. Very true. Very true. Uh, great stuff, great stuff. You know, um, I'm just going to um, read this statement and I'm going to um, you know, have you share you know, your thoughts on it. And I think you've already started doing that by your last, um, you know, the statement you made before the last. It says, um, the gospel is not an irresponsible gospel. That's why we have what's called truth of the spirit. You tweeted this, you know, a couple of, um, I think, days or weeks ago now. Right? So I just love it to go straight to that. Yeah. Sorry, come back again. Okay, yeah, there was a tweet you, uh, you know, uh, something you tweeted um, some days ago. It said, it said, the gospel is not an irresponsible gospel. That is why we have what's called fruit of the spirit. Yeah, so I love it. So that's, why we have fruit of the, that's why we have fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, what I was, most of, most of the times when I, I make some tweets, it, it's either a thought that came through or probably I stumbled upon it, another tweet. And I, I don't I don't want to be a gentleman, I don't want to put the person or go under the person. So I just go to my timeline and make a reply to that tweet. Even if the tweet comes from 10 miles, the person may not even know. But I'll just say so my mind like it's just like what I said, you know. Let people make yeah. it look like um, um the, the gospel is a free thinking club, you can just do anything. Then as much as God does not operate on that law anymore, real fire will come down and burn But yet. If you say you love somebody, you not continue to do something that other. Bible said that you should not grieve yeah. the spirit. That means you can actually grieve the spirit. So the gospel is not a, is not an irresponsible gospel. In, this, in, in, um, um, in, in respect to the fact that there are still rules and guidelines that guide us as a believer. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. that we are submitted to an higher authority. Christ died for you, so you can live for Him. Uh huh. Uh, it was supposed to be I was speaking in Galatians to this time, crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I say, yet not I, but the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. So I have died. Now I resurrected by another life, which is the life of Christ. So the life which I'm living now is life. He said, All things are counted as lost, so gain for him. So just because the when you come to Christ, just because of the loving Father does not mean. You can just sleep anyhow in court. So he died for you so you can live for him. So the gospel is not an irresponsible gospel where you can just live anyhow because you make a confession at the front of an altar and raise up your hand. So once, ah, you see, ah, I've made a confession, I'm seen. Oh yeah, then you now go back to. I used to give, I used to give an, an analogy like this. 
We know. There has been a lot of fights about this. If we met an armed robber 10 years ago and we led him to Christ, then he came out and confessed. Then we come back after 10 years to still meet him as an armed robber. That person is not sin. You can't tell me because he confessed that. So many people make that confession, but you don't believe. The proof that you believe mm. is that you begin to act in respect to what you believe. Yeah, there's a transformation. Yeah. Yes. Even though if you take a long time, we met as an armed robber 10 years ago, we let you to Christ, then we came back and still meet you at that point. You can't tell me you are sin. You only confess it, but you don't believe. Yeah. Because yeah. if you believe, you will act in respect to what you believe, even though it will take time, but you act in respect to that. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Abraham. This has been very insightful. Uh, and it's just a delight listening to you um, you know, talk about this. And, uh, okay, but just before I let you go, I just want to still, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't sort of like... Uh, I mean, uh, I have my own sentiment about this uh, particular statement I'm read. And just because of anybody who's going to be stumbling on this statement you know, afterwards, um, you know, how can they be guided, you know, um, for a statement like this? It says, um, future sin is forgiven even before you sin, then, you know, I mean. Well, to make a reason, I don't, okay, let me, let, me say, let me say like this. Okay, when Christ died, he died for our sin. Okay, really? But if you read the book of James, I don't know if I can find the scripture. The Bible still says that. Okay, let me give you a stance. When Christ died, did he die for only Christians? No. He died for everybody. But yeah. you still have to come and confess him to be saved. If we agree yeah. that he died for our future sin, then in James, the Bible was saying that you should, call, you should also confess your sin. You, you ask Then one will not say he has forgiven us, but the Bible in the book of James still says that we should come forward. And the same way that Christ died for everybody, both the sinners, but if we must, if that death must profit us, we must go before him and confess and believe. It's the same thing that has to do with when you when you when you sin. The same thing that has to do that you also go back and confess that sin. And Ibn, so, what do you think is the danger of statement like this? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the danger of statement like this, yeah. There are statements that you don't put in the public space. There are statements that are that are statements that are in between teachings. If you bring them out in a single way, you will cause so many issues. I don't know if you're getting me. There are statements yeah. that are in between teachings. They should not single-handedly be outside. You get there are statements that 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 should not stay just alone like that. They are they are current, they are teachings that were see. So very kindly with you, I don't know what um, you do. I don't really, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't know where the record will go. I'm not afraid to put it out. I'm not a one thing you say forever. I don't, I don't believe in it. Even though I have profound respect for everybody who have said it, even the fathers of faith, everybody, I have profound respect for them. You know, you know, I'm supposed to say that we'll see in part. I've always said that when we get to heaven, it's God that will not call all of us and say, you, you are wrong. That thing you are shouting every time. That's not what the Bible said. But from the light of the scriptures that I've seen now, I don't believe in the words of the forever. I have friends who believe in them, no problem. And um, but I don't maybe tomorrow when I see another light like them, maybe I'll come out and say, but now and what I have seen and the people that have followed, the Bible says follow them with faith and patience. In every dispensation, there's a them to follow. For the people who have followed from the Bible that have studied one seed is not safe forever. Because you can always denounce say either receiving, so you can always denounce it. Is it because you don't have this kind of people in Nigeria? Is that who denounced just then? There's the grandfather of a particular man of God in this country who brought the church to the village, but he died as a traditional ruler. 
Mm. In Hebrews um, 6, 4, he said, they were attested of the faith, at shared of the Holy Spirit, in one translation. So they have received him before, but they departed. Mm. So if I accept Jesus Christ, I can't tell me that when I denounce him, that he accepted him before. How did you know that he accepted him before? So you cannot, the, the theology they bring is that the people never accepted him before. You can't tell me that they accepted him before. Oh, now, you, you said for me to accept those guys to believe. Then I said I believe. Then after a few years, I come back and say, I don't believe in you. I renounce you. This is not a good news to share. But check some, go to Muslim communities, eh? go to other religious communities. You see people who were Christians, who denounced Christ, who denounced him, and what, and, and became so. So I'll denounce him once in the forever. See, there are certain logic that if you bring to the body of Christ, there are logic that does not work with Bible. Yeah. They will say, this is one of the logic they bring, that when your father gives birth to you and, and he disowns you, does that mean you are not his, his child? You are his child. Those kind of logic does not work. In the Bible, one plus one is not always true. I don't know if you are getting one. Yeah. One. I mean, even the prodigal son has to, the prodigal son has to return to the father. Return. God bless you. So, when it comes to Jesus, and while he was away, he was not accepting the benefits. Yeah. Oh. So one plus one, when it comes to the gospel, it's not always true. So when we bring those logic, I used to look at them and say, oh, oh. And, and see, the book of Revelation is true that he that stands, the book of Revelation spoke extens- extensively even on this. That was going to come down. There are so many things that, w- w- one of the advice I'll give to people is that when people say one thing is say forever and they, they put it on air, they are confident in saying it. If you also believe that one thing is not say forever, you should be confident to say, irrespective of anybody yeah. who wants to attack you. There are so many things that 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 I I believe, and when I see other people that don't believe in them, it's not uniformity does not really connote that is uh, unity does not really mean uniformity. Yeah, it just mean it, it, it actually means that we rest, we have respect for one another's ideology. Absolutely, <laughs> it doesn't mean at least there are areas that we should believe on. You get. There are people who say, other uh, call, you don't have to come out and look up here and, and, and do this and it's not in there. Just believe Christ in your heart. You know, no problem. Yes, you can accept. But the reason why most guys still do the other call is that you are not ashamed yeah. to accept it. Because when you were when you were there in sin, you were not ashamed when you were committed. So what, one of the reasons people founded the other call is you come out to tell people that I'm not ashamed to do this. And according to Romans chapter 10, verse 93, he said that you confess with your mouth and then you believe with your heart. So it shows us the true condition of being seen. That you confess with your mouth and that you believe. But another thing I know is that so many people who say they don't confess, they actually believe, even though they say they believe. Yeah. Because the way they have been acting on the long run shows they didn't believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, <laughs> Abraham. And uh, I mean, at this point, we just have to call it a wrap, uh, you know. But it's been amazing, uh, you know, hearing you share your thoughts on this, um, you know, particular topic. Uh, what are your final words as we, uh, you know, um, close the topic? My final word is that Jews, I believe, have not studied their Bible. For the few times I've spoken to people, people don't study. Yeah, there are things that when you have been a believer for three years. Their conviction. Yeah. I'm not saying that we should not be open to new revelation or correction, but there are certain things that we should not find you. We are Apostle Paul said that you'll be too slow, that we henceforth be no more children, that we'll be too slow and full with every window of any doctrine. 
whereby you see any thread on Twitter or Instagram, and you've been a believer for five years, and you begins to shake your conviction with an indication that there's something you are not doing right in your Bible study and you're working with God. There should be depth of conviction. So it's a call that as believers, you have to go back to what we call Bible studies. There are questions that people ask me, to be very sincere with you, my human part is angry to reply there. I mean, you've been a believer for many years, and you don't know this thing. You get both. We still go ahead and do the explanation. So that will give ourselves thoroughly to the word of God. That's one thing. We properly mentor, we properly discipled. Uh, one of the things about boldness is that Apostle Paul, even when he was when he was attacking the Christians, he was bold. Yeah. He was cursed. Yeah. So even when he came to, to, to now, I said he was still so when you preach, be bold, take our time to study scriptures. People don't study. That's one of them. People don't study. Well, thank you so much, uh, Abraham. Uh, I would love you to please say a short prayer, uh, if you don't mind. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, blessed you, for the opportunity given today. We thank you for your word has come. That um, you sent forth your word, you said your word healed them, you and delivered them. We ask that tonight's word is going to get people saved. That whosoever will listen to this will not just be hearer but also doers of your word. That yeah. this discussion tonight will transform people. We get people yeah. to seek the Lord more. We get them yeah. to study more about God, to seek Him more yeah. genuinely. Father, yeah. we thank you because of answer. Thank, thank you, you because Lord. of that. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, guys, um, that is it from us today. I believe you have been greatly inspired by today's episode. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. And I also want to say thank you in advance for also sharing this episode uh, for those who uh, would as well, uh, you know, um, benefit from what you and I have listened to. That is um, Abraham Abubakar, uh, who has been generous with his time show today. Um, thank you so much, guys. Uh, God bless you. Bye for now. <laughs>